Adios Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers once again. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me as is, of course, my team, my squad, my co-compatriots. We've got Patrick. Hi, I'm Patrick, everybody. How's it going? Oh, shit. <laughs> we've got Brett. Hey, guys. Hi, what's Brett. up? And we've got Drew. Hi, I'm Drew. There, d- done. There you Sweet. Go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if this is somebody's first episode of this show, they're going to be really them. fucking confused. Fuck yeah. them. Yeah. Go, go uh, watch the, the episode with the dog. Yes. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Um, we are here to talk about music. Once again. We got to share music with each other. The provider of music this week is none other than Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us this week? I brought an album that I've been listening to for a long time because I really like it. It's a band called Chamberlain and their album, The Moon, My Saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, I must ask because I, I, I know that I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I think there was some thoughts, but I didn't know what to exactly what to expect. Um. Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? Um, I was told that this was a a a a, a Hoosier act. Um, I, I I had no fucking clue who they were. Um, I didn't have a clue. I didn't even know what kind of music it was. And if I were one to guess, I wouldn't have guessed this. <laughs> ah, true that. Uh, Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? Well my expectations were a bit weird because everyone I hear talk about this band, like everyone I see that enjoys this band were very much into a similar type of music. Um, they were very much into that, like late nineties, like mid two thousands emo thing that happened for a while. So I will compare and contrast it to what I was expecting out of this. Um, but to say I was expecting something Jade Tree or Vagrant-esque is not far off of what I thought I was going to get. We will get into whether I was right or dead fucking wrong as we get into this album. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, how will you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements that make it up? So everyone that Drew's talking about who knows, who who talks about Chamberlain as being somehow related to the uh, late 90s Midwest emo scene is because before Chamberlain, there was a band called Split Lip who were sort of a post-hardcore emo band. And uh, they that they had way more of a sound that fit that. But eventually, that band sort of changed styles and turned into this band called Chamberlain. Uh, it's late 90s, kind of like indie rock, alt rock with some interesting uh i would say occasional vaguely country guitar choices uh but i wouldn't call it a country record at all just some moments of it uh this is an album that one of those people that drew's talking about people who were really into that late 90s early 2000s emo thing like me was like no you need to have this album and this is like 2007 or 8 or so so they would are they were already done um 
I could not find it on any on any uh, torrent sites, you know, eight nine years ago. So I ended up buying it, having never heard it, and I've never regretted that, which is amazing for me. Uh, describing it musically, it's 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 pretty straightforward rock music, but what always I liked about it is it kind of had lyrically, it's way closer to to emo music. There's a lot more feelsy stuff uh that gets talked about uh than you do in a lot of sort of this music and they're just one of those bands uh they they have other records but i don't give a shit about them they just have this one record where i feel like they really everything briefly came together and uh they made something i really like mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely definitely those the the, the emo lyrics mm-hmm. <laughs> uh brett how would you describe this album musically what would be the theme elements like caught your attention uh this this came at a time and place when music like this occurred um and it it was there there was there was a time when you could be not quite the black crows and not quite counting crows there there was uh, somewhere in the middle with uh, a little bit of the boss and melon camp it's it's kind of americana it's kind of not um it's uh it's one of those bands where you got husky vocals that i can only imagine the singer singing like well he's cringing because it's 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 painful for him to to get them out with with how much feeling they have kind of like you know the boss um but uh you know the there's there's slide guitar there's strums there's a small dash of organ that has a rotating speaker um, the lyrics, while not being about uh, the crisis of the American farmer or the working class dude, um, they are more the emotional, slow but firm kick in the crotch. Uh, not a whole lot of positivity going on. There, it, it's a it's a slow burn. All the songs are a slow. All the songs, all the songs. We'll get into when I when I get into the 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 all song. Um, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very much a, the, the, the Husky, uh, new blues, um, the, the, I'm, I'm coming off my heroin, uh, addiction blues, but not quite. Yeah. Um, Drew, what will be the themes that will I catch your attention? So, like I said, I was very much expecting like a J Tree Vagrant Record sort of thing because that the J Tree Vagrant Records kids were the kids who were talking about Chamberlain. Um, and I haven't dove into the band that predates this um, from them, but I, I've heard a lot about this, so I was expecting that. I was expecting that grunge crunch with like the sort of sounds and melodies of like a braid or texas is the reason what you kind of got out of that sort of era of emo what i got was really bruce springsteen inspired um which was weird um it's that strummy wistful americana sort of feeling guitar um patrick walked away pre-show and i said something about so we're gonna i hadn't looked up and I said, so we're going to talk about this Bruce Springsteen record tonight. And uh, Brett said something along the lines of being on the John Cougar Mellon camp route. And I had a laugh because we were both thinking the same thing about this guy's vocals. Um, and very much it harkens to that like sort of Midwesterny sort of heartland 
I'm going to talk about a turnpike sort of music, but very much about something different, um, which I think is kind of cool. Um, uh, Should be noted. I like it. They're, they're, uh, the, the Bloomington, Indiana, or Monroe County. It's where Mellon Camp's from. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Split um, lip formed in Carmel. Carmel. Which is, is it Carm- which is, is it a Carmel mile that way. Yeah. Carmel. But yeah. I said they're from your neck of the woods. <laughs> it's 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 funny to me though, because ever in my opinion, every punk band or almost every punk band, at least every like mid late nineties punk band, has like a song or two that they throw on that is like super nostalgic, heart stringy, like power ballad, driving like slow beat, but like a driving beat with a lot of gravel, elongated notes, like something that's supposed to be sort of wistful and harken back to like the good old days of like, she was an American girl. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, take it easy, Brett. Um, but, Oh, make it last all night. Yeah. She was an American girl. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like a lot of punk bands have that, and I feel like this album was a punk band doing an entire album of that, which was sort of weird. Um, but it turned out okay-ish. Um, wasn't exactly my cup of tea, but it was. Here's the thing: it is simple, sort of like strummy minor chord stuff with a bit of snarl. Um, like you would get from like a boss type character. Um, and when I say boss type character, I don't mean, uh, Ganondorf. I mean the, the guy singing about little pink houses, um, for you and for me. Um, but that was Melon Camp. I always get those two talking about that Jersey fellow. Yeah. Fucking they sound the exact same. There, I I always like. Wait, Do you really but, think John Mellencamp and and uh, Springsteen sound the same? I I I, I until I, I grant you that I they are they, they the are very person. related things. They don't sound the same. They don't sing they the same way. Springsteen stings like Springsteen, and this guy they sings sting. like Springsteen. They, they sting. You take but the mask off and it was, sting. It, it was a, <laughs> it was an album. Is it is it like colorful it. sting or is it the crow sting? Dude, the crow sting was the best sting. No, I agree um, with you. It's not the most entertaining sting. Yes, uh, he sting, was. Gordon was, Sumner is the most entertaining sting. Sting with the aluminum baseball bat coming in on a zip line. That's playing that's a lute sting. on PBS. Sorry. Yeah, but carry on. My my favorite sting is um the one in the police. Did we? I, that, yeah. Hence go ahead. Loot go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yes, I know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I, I kind of, I kind of get it. Like the, the, the lyrics and like the ideas and the tone and how the album shifted. I see why the people that were in to Chamberlain were really into them. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the key tracks. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, I'll still do the record breakers thing and start with the opener because this is how I uh, first listened to them. Try for thunder. I just I love the way this song starts. I it, it, 
what I noticed listening to it this time, and I've been listening to this album for many years, is the vocals really kind of are the standout thing for this band. It's, uh, I, it's, it's very much. This is this is how I imagine this happened. These guys were in a post-hardcore emo band. They got tired of it because you get tired of the thing you're doing, especially if you're. It, and they were on Doghouse Records, which is where uh, the likes of Hot Water Music and uh, the Get Up Kids came from. Like they were part of that scene. I imagined they wanted to do something different, and the guy sings just a little bit like Springsteen. So they kind of ended up doing kind of straightforward rock, but they never got away from emo songwriting and lyrics and, and sort of that, a lot of that attitude rather than Springsteen who sings about New Jersey because fuck New Jersey. <laughs> uh, so try for thunder. It's just, it's a rock song. It's fun. Uh, the drum part is one of my favorite things to play when I'm in front of a drum kit, which has been way too long now. And I'm very sad about that. Hashtag apartment life. Uh, but it really, I just feel like it's it's fun. It's it's very straightforward, but it it has little things in it that uh, that make it tick really nicely. Um, Mountain of a Heart. Uh, there was a mentioned organ with a uh, Leslie style cabinet attached. Uh, this is the song it appears in, and it's just sort of there, making this song kind of more interesting. It's um. This is where where Brett, who who said the album is really negative, this song's like super freaking happy, and it sounds it, and the vocals sound like you're the guy's happy singing them. It's it's way happy for for a band that used to be lumped into emo, but I just thought I've always really enjoyed that song. It's really fun. Uh, organs are cool. There should be more organs in music. Um, and then uh, Racing Cincinnati, which is a piano ballad, but it uh this is where it, it's it's sad and uh i really like it it's it's got it's got some like synth pad string sounds that are in it that are a little a little much but otherwise i really you know it's just a really simple you know mostly piano and vocals kind of song mm-hmm. uh brett what would be some of the cue tracks for you well i'm gonna do record breakers the behind the scene uh, when you're having trouble picking a song on an album because they all s- sort of are difficult to distinguish from one another, the place to seek refuge is in the opening track. And that's what I'm going to bring to you guys, the opening track. Um, mainly because somebody had to put that song there for a reason. Um, and that, this, that, that song really gave you a big taste of what you were going to get on the rest of the album because... Aside from one song, they all kind of sound the same and they all sort of follow the same similar formula. The exception to that is uh, Racing Cincinnati. I want to call that one out because it, uh, um, it, it's a piano and cello slow jam. You know, the, the tug on your heartstrings, uh, add the gravity of the emotions by having somebody sit in a chair and stroke on a cello. Um, and uh, th- this has the most singing of any of the song, of the song where the guy is, you know, coughing out all kinds of uh, of of that kind of singing. Um, and it th- this is where you would expect the most singing to occur on the 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 slow jam, the, the slower jam, I guess, because there there's no real 
hot speedy you know jump splits pyrotechnics tracks on this album um but uh you know that it's it's the it's the the one that's that's actually gonna really tug on you um that being said i listened to this album a whole bunch i built a porch listening to this album um I did have difficulty finding the one that that spoke to me, um, it as it looped. But uh, you know, it. I would say try the first track, and then then go to the piano ballad. You'll you'll get the 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 uh, the lay of the hors d'oeuvres. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? You listen to this album building a deck. The only way you could get more like a fucking Midwest American is if it wasn't like just a goddamn white picket fence. <laughs> That's hilarious to me as a human being. Sorry, I had to put that out there. Um, so uh, we're gonna go with Try for Thunder. Um, if you put it on like classic rock radio, um, I I would be hard pressed to tell you it didn't fit in. Um, it sounds like one of those like Midwest sort of rock classics. Um, World Don't Want Us. Uh, something about this song, I just gravitated towards it. I'm not 100% sure why. I'm kind of a sucker for stiff upper lip sort of lyrics in songs, and I think that's probably why. Um, I have a two-word review of one of the songs, so I'm adding it in as a fourth, which I don't normally do. Two-word review. Fuck Cincinnati. Um, hey, they're, they're, their chili sucks. Their pizza sucks. Fuck, that city sucks. Songs are Bogarts is okay. I'm okay. Songs fine. Songs fine. Fucking city sucks. Um, and last, last to know. I'm I'm gonna bring up last to know because I don't get it. Um, it's to me the last song on an album should be sort of a push to like you want more or you want to put this album on again or like it leaves you with a good feeling about the band and this was by far my least favorite song so it sort of struck me odd it didn't want me wanting more of this band it didn't want to make me put the album back on repeat it's just one of those songs that kind of left me like oh all right well the album's over. All right. Like, that was a thing that happened. And it was sort of weird that way. Like, I think there was stronger songs you could have put in that area. And it would have hit me a little better as an album. Like, from the structure of it standpoint. But I guess you had to put that song somewhere. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... That, that might have been part of my... Like, the, this album doesn't really resolve... The, you're you're correct. It, it like it. There was as it looped. There was nothing that sort of just closed the book, and you're like, okay, let's start this over. It was yeah. just yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be. Uh, it's more to the point. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, there was a moment where I accidentally still had uh, Spotify on shuffle, and I started listening to uh, this album, and I didn't notice that it was on shuffle until I started listening to the next album. From the beginning, and I realized, oh, Spotify's on shuffle. Yeah, <laughs> volumes. Uh, um, but that being said, uh, bringing it back around the horn for some conclusive thoughts. Uh, 
Brett, what will be your conclusive thoughts on this album as a whole? I mean, it, it's it's no tour de force. It's it, but it is a complete album. Um, there's, you know, like I was talking about, there's not a whole lot of variety in sound. There there are little additions, some subtractions. Um, you know, it it's just very unmemorable. It also sounds like the mid to late '90s, like. This was a thing that people were doing at that time, like the from the way that it was recorded to the 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 the, the brooding strum rock tropes. Um, you know, th- this this wasn't my jam. It might be your jam, and if it is, there's a whole lot of it here. Um, you know, I mean, it, I'm not gonna judge on taste, but this 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 very much sounds like um, dated, and I don't know. How this would play to somebody who hasn't heard this kind of music before, who didn't didn't remember when there was like there was that blues revival where you had your your Kenny Wayne Shepherds and your Johnny Langs and your and you're like that stuff, or wasn't around when um, classic rock radio was playing, you know, your Melon Camps and your Springsteens and stuff to the point where if you live in Indiana, you can't hear a John Melon Camp song without wanting to murder a stereo. But you know, it's it's something where this may play different to you than it would to somebody who lives in the heartland yeah. or New Jersey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or New Jersey, yeah. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Um, Not my thing. Um, I didn't really like dig into it. It wasn't really something that stuck with me, but as something that like I had heard a lot of, but, or not of, but a lot about, I guess, um, would be the better term. Like, I was excited to hear it. And like I said at the beginning, I get it now. Like, I, I understand where those people are coming from when they did, when they say they like Chamberlain or when they say, like, that's a thing that, like, they listen to or whatever. Like, I get it. Um, was it for me? No. Um, like I said, usually, like I said, it sounds like that one time every punk band makes that, like, sort of song that's a wistful nostalgic sort of thing and you almost always except for like when the bouncing souls do it for some reason um it's the song i usually skip on the record um so like it wasn't my cup of tea there um i'm not a big fan of the boss or john cougar mellencamp as could be seen in the middle oh. of the show when like i mixed up the two because fuck it <laughs> um he goes by but, john mellencamp these days yeah. Whatever. Johnny Coog. Well, yeah. I'm just informing you. I'm, as a as as a native of the crossroads of America. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing. They call it progressive field now. I still refer to it as the Jake. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um uh, old Johnny I still Cougar. sometimes find myself calling it the gun. Um so <laughs> that's a thing that I do. Yeah. Um but it 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 wasn't there have been times where like we have sat here and we have ripped into each other for musical tastes and like bringing albums i've been on the end of it i think we all have at one point or another like the fuck is your problem like why would you listen to this this is hot garbage and not hot garbage the good looking woman with the orange hair no like actual garbage um but this is 
it's a thing that I'm glad I get now, I guess. Yeah. It, it's a, I would say my conclusive thoughts is that it's an album that happened. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. Of, of <laughs> album that, that happened. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Patrick, what will be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Um, this is one of those albums I personally hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I, it showed up at one of those times in your life when, when you, you needed a good album. Uh, <gasps> and it's, and it stuck with me. What? Could it be that this album is the catcher in the rye of music? <laughs> is it the Hemingway of the Zulus? No. Because Hemingway is the Hemingway of the Zulus. But no, sorry. Very young. <laughs> As you were saying, Patrick. It's an album I hold near and dear to my heart. It's it's a rock record. It's kind of more straightforward than a lot of things I bring. I usually end up bringing, you know, bullshit whiny emo stuff for metal music. So it was, I had to take a left turn for once. Uh, it's it's enjoyable. The guy sings a little bit like Bruce Springsteen. A little bit. And, and that's all right. Because uh, I like these songs more than I like most Springsteen songs. Uh, just, I don't know. It, it's... Uh, it's a lot easier to listen to now than when I when I bought it. So maybe maybe go listen to it if you don't like it. Go listen to something else. Yep. Uh, just like every album. Go listen to it. If you don't like it, go listen to something else. So it's our it's our motto. One dollar hot dog. Or never mind. Yes. Dog, <laughs> Ice cold water here. Yes. Ice cold water. Um but yeah. Those are our thoughts on this album. Now we get to our haiku reviews, the moment we've all been waiting for, the moment you've been clamoring for, where we sum it all up in in poetic format. Let's see. Uh, Brett, what will be your haiku? Uh, Some Monroe County strum rock, but not by Cougar. It wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drew, what will be your haiku? Finally heard what those folks were talking about. It wasn't Glassjaw. <laughs> okay. Uh, High those praise. are the truest words. <laughs> uh, an album so bad it killed the episode it was reviewed on. Uh, <laughs> an album happens. It plays some wistful rock tunes. And that's about it. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Sometimes an album traps lightning in a bottle. This one does for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are our thoughts on this album. You can, of course, find it on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. It's named that for a reason. So you can play at home and follow along with us. As we review different albums, it gets updated every week. On that Spotify playlist will, of course, be next week's album, provided by none other than Brett. Brett, what do you got for us next week? Well, we're going to go to a band that uh, this album is the 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 beginning of the end, the end of uh, of my my fandom. We are going to listen to Metallica's debut album, Kill 'Em All. Mm-hmm. Uh that's going to be an interesting discussion to say the least but that's next week and this is this week 
And you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at Hey River at HIBBI 2IBIBBARD. Drew is at X X. I'm at PD Rave. The show's at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelly.net for this and other shows. Um, do, do the thing. I'm, I think at this point, by this time comes out next week, I'll be in Korea. So, like, there's at least at some point soon. Uh, Give him so, a high five if you see him. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye out. I'm gonna probably try to. I'm, I'm gonna try. I always say this when I go to do things and it never comes to fruition. But I'm gonna try. And no do or do not. There is no try. But I'm gonna give it the attempt to, to put out some content from over over yonder worldwide. Uh, uh, and do some fun stuff. From Dollar. There. At the very least, I'm gonna snap some things. So there's that. Follow me on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Slim Jim. Uh, baseball bats next. Keep, into, keep an eye out on that. But that's it for us. Until next time. Hasta luego. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>